Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. Today is very exciting for me. I have been at home for about two weeks now, so getting to come out and see other people feels like a big deal. As you may know, our family has been isolating after getting COVID, and thankfully it was mild, and I never lost my sense of taste, which was what I was very concerned about. But what really surprised me in the experience was how strangely it was like the early days of the pandemic. We weren't able to go anywhere. We were all confined to the house, no childcare. We got a little stir crazy in those first few days. But then someone dropped off some soil and some starter plants, and we got out in the garden and started planting vegetables and flowers something that we had been too busy to do up to that point. We spent more time cooking and eating together, more time getting to know the insects and birds in our backyard. We also got a dog. (laughs) It sort of felt like the universe brought him to us in this perfect moment because our neighbor needed to rehome him, and there we were, people who wanted a dog and really needed something to do. Having normal life stop helped us once again slow down and get back into some of those more natural rhythms of life, not trying to do a thousand things at once. It felt like being more connected with the earth, with family, with food, with our bodies. Now, I'm not trying to endorse getting COVID at all. But the experience made me wish that it didn't take a pandemic or getting a virus to get into that space. It can't be the only way. In fact, today as we celebrate Trinity Sunday, we see how this is something that our faith helps us do. In our tradition, we say God is a trinity. Three persons in one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit creator, redeemer, sustainer. And notably, these three beings are defined by who they are in relationship to each other. Like the divine parent to the divine child and the spirit as the love and energy flowing back and forth between them. Even though there isn't actually a mention of the doctrine of the Trinity in scripture, that came later, We see Trinitarian expressions of God's nature throughout it. In Genesis, it says that in the beginning, 
Even before creation, in the formless void and chaos, there was a relationship. There was God, the creator, along with the spirit hovering over the face of the deep and the word who spoke everything into being. This is the word or logos that the Gospel of John later interprets as Christ, the word who is with God and who was God in the beginning. Genesis also affirms a divine relationship that preceded creation when God says, let us make humans in our image. Before time, there was not just a God, there was an us. This is echoed in our reading from Proverbs, which speaks poetically of wisdom co-creating the earth with God and how together they delighted in the human race. In scriptures such as these, we see that in the beginning was the relationship, and the relationship is a foundational piece of all things. And this is not just in scripture. This shows up in secular sources as well. Scientists talk about the way relationships can be found at the most basic levels of existence. If we look at the behavior of atoms and molecules, we say that they are driven by relationship as they look for partners and seek to attach. We see it in gravity with the way that the moon is drawn around the earth and the earth around the sun. And of course, we see it in the way that we humans seek to attach and have attachment with one another. Both science and religion seem to be coming to the same conclusions that everything is rooted in relationship. And notably for us as followers of Jesus, this, as followers of Jesus, we can see how in his life he sought out relationship with everyone and everything. His instructions prioritize relationships. He saw himself as part of the divine relationship. We hear it in the way that he talks about his relationship with the Father and the Spirit. In the Gospel of John, he talks about the love that goes back and forth between them and how the Spirit is helping facilitate it. His ability to see his place in the relationship is what allowed him to live in the way that he did, keenly aware, deeply attuned, and radically loving. Ideas around the Trinity can be confusing. But to put it simply, to say that God is a Trinity is to say that God is a relationship. And this relationship is one that is always inviting us in. This is one of Jesus' biggest messages. He didn't just see his place in it. He saw us in it, too. That's why a big part of his ministry on earth was about inviting us and all of humanity to see that we are part of it. We hear this in today's reading from John, where he says, All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And as Paul says in Romans that we read today, we are brought into relationship with God through Jesus. We have a place in this relationship, which we can also see in one of the most famous icons of the Trinity, which is also called the Hospitality of Abraham. Some have speculated that this little 
rectangular notch here used to have a mirror on it that might have fallen off or been taken off. But if it was there, it would literally allow viewers to see themselves as part of this picture. And even if that wasn't the case, don't we see how the picture is open, almost as if it's inviting us to take our place at the table? If God is a relationship that's inviting us in, we respond through relationality and attending to our relationships, seeing them as connected to and part of the great relationship. After all, relationships are how we experience God. They are how we love God. It's no coincidence that the great command has loving God, loving other, and oneself as all connected. We say yes to God's invitation through our communion with everyone and everything. So going back to that question of how do you get into that space of being more aware and connected, more attentive to God in the way we relate without something drastic that thrusts us in, I don't know for sure. <clears throat> but I wonder, even when the drastic isn't forced upon us, if it has to do with a drastic shift in our priorities. One moment. I'm not getting an icon, I'm getting water. <laughs> and that shift in priorities. Are we chasing the elusive carrots that are being waved out in front of us? The ones that are supposed to bring us happiness? Or are we putting first the relationships? <clears throat> Giving our attention to how we show up and what we give of ourselves and what we receive. And like COVID or the pandemic did for some, it might mean getting some of the distractions out of the way so that we can, so that we can put first those things that bring real fulfillment time with others, time exploring our world, what the divine keeps nudging us towards. <clears throat> this last week, as I was paying attention more, I noticed as I was putting my son to bed and rocking him back and forth and singing, he would just look up at me, beaming and nuzzling in more like there was nothing better in the world. I want to stay present and give more of myself to moments like these, to the earth, to those butterflies that linger and the trees that wave to us with their branches, this very thing happening between us that is God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.